Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Great, great news. news. I'm Kevin Ryder. He's Mike Catherwood. That's right. It's time for an intro. The show's about to begin, bro. Yeah. So say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Boom. <laughs> Efficient. And if you like uh, the podcast, go ahead and subscribe and click on the little bell so you'll get a notification every time we put a, an episode up. Available on YouTube and also everywhere podcasts are uh, available. Sure. I said available a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first story comes out of Texas. Alondra Carmona is her name. She's a senior. Uh, yeah, that's her right there. She's a senior in high school, and she was accepted to Ivy League Women's Institution Barnard College. Wow. Which is difficult to get into. I would imagine. Last year during COVID, uh, there's so many parts of this story that I don't understand. Okay. Last year during COVID, her mom broke her ankle. Okay. And so couldn't continue working. Yeah. Breaking your ankle, you're done. Yes. You're toast. So she couldn't pay rent for them. Wow. And so they had a bunch of problems. This high school senior said, today I found out. That my mom has not had a job for three months and hid it from us. How do you do that? I, I think... Does her mom leave every... Yeah. You got to do it, right? Well, I mean, if she's high school, she goes in pretty early probably. Yeah, but and mom's like, I'm going to work. You have three months. Dude, one time on Loveline, we did uh, greatest uh, extent that you would go to to avoid dumping someone. Okay. And this guy uh, faked his own death. Nice. In Azusa. That's that's real commitment. Okay. And then we did um, Biggest Lies in Relationships, and a guy pretended he was a doctor, an MD, for three years. (laughs) Whoever he was fooling is an idiot. True. But my point... (laughs) In saying this is that if you're committed to the ruse, I think you can pull this off. Her mom hid three months. You didn't have a job. That's so sad because you, you, you know that she did it out of, out of shame yes. and to, to yes. protect her kids. And that's so sad, man. And they did have some college money, mm-hmm. but that college money was used for paying the rent and making sure that they didn't get kicked out. Unfortunately, probably a far too common story. You know? And that... Sucks a lot. Yeah. Um, but she put up a thing on GoFundMe just to see. Maybe Tell she, them the whole story? Maybe she sure could get some okay. help. Yeah. She says, all of my savings, college savings, will be going to paying the rent that we are behind on. As much as I dream of going to Barnard College, it's not looking promising right now. Right. She put it up on um, GoFundMe. And as of this morning... It was over $170,000. Oh, my God. Right? Meaning she can go to college. For four years. With Probably, yeah. I don't know. Private Ivy League University, maybe. But she's pretty close yeah, to a four-year. Agreed. Yeah. And I just want to point out that anytime you hear a GoFundMe story, that's funded by thousands of people who feel like, oh, I, sh- I can help or I want to help. And they do. And probably the majority of them gave more money than they were comfortable giving. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Yeah. One of them said, college is hard enough without worrying about mom's rent on top. All the best to you with your um, 
studies. That's beautiful. And they paid for her college so that she could go to Barnard. Beautiful. Great story. Good one, Kevin. Thank Great you. way to start us off. Um, we talked about pro wrestlers and how oftentimes they just end up being like the really the nicest guys and yep. gals. Um, but unless you make it big in the WWE, uh, it's not a lucrative line of work. I mean, it's the same as acting and everything else. Right. It's very like, top. We, we make all the money. Focus on the John Cena's and yes. the Rocks and all that. But uh, the, most of the guys and gals have to have second, third jobs just to keep their dream alive. And that's exactly what has happened with this young man. And he has what I think is a pretty unusual second job for a professional wrestler. Check it out. In a classic battle of good versus evil, a professional wrestler by the name of Scyther is about to take on the dreaded Southern Hangman. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Kevin, you how and do I, you get away with Southern Hangman? We were talking off the air about how we hate it when people extrapolate things to make them seem offensive when there really isn't at that core something very offensive. This is oh, this is overt. How the fuck? He's not just a hangman. He's a southern hangman. That's what I said. If he's the hangman, a hangman's kind of a cool name. Like, oh, I'm sure. an execution. I'm a hangman. Sure. How do you go? Uh, Specifically what, Mississippi. What can I put to, to hangman? <laughs> southern hangman. That's fucking insane that he just is the southern hangman in America. That is offensive. That's fucking insane. <laughs> it really is. Okay? Uh it, would there? Would you ever be have like I'm the German oven operator? <laughs> you would. You would. You would uh, instill fear in your opponents if yeah, you did. Oh, you, yeah, but you, <laughs> but most people will go like, I can just be uh, too the, far. I'm the burner. I'm not going to be right. the German burner. Right. You know, like okay, go ahead. Southern Sorry. hangman went too far. Yeah. Okay. This is the minor leagues of the professional wrestling world. Almost all these guys have day jobs in mostly manly man professions, with the notable exception of this little green angry bird. When Scyther's not wrestling villains, he's singing the days of the week. Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. Yes, this is his kindergarten class in Fort Myers, Florida. Come on, Lakovis. Scyther, a.k.a. Steve D'Amico, has been doing both jobs for about two years now. Crisscross. Right in the middle. Boom. Pound him into applesauce. What a contradiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the lives, they don't, they don't mesh well together. At least they don't seem like they do. You're saying they do? There's similarities between the two, I think. What are the similarities? I think that you have to have a dynamic personality for both. You come in the classroom, it's a prepared performance. And certainly, nice job. If you can feign injury, that helps too. So hard. Days of the week. Steve got his degree in elementary education back in 2011. He applied to a dozen schools, but no one wanted him until he got a call from Three Oaks Elementary. Did you just not put the wrestling on? I the put the wrestling on the resume, and that's what got me the job because they said, "Wow." No, 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 no. Yeah. All they needed to hear was he's a professional wrestler. I, I mean, you got I don't know the if job. That put it over the top for them. I don't know, but I just remember well, we're that. We're going to find out. Yeah. Jody Moorhead is the school principal. I've been doing this a lot of years, and I trust my instincts. And I just saw something in Stephen that I thought he would be great in our school. Just had such enthusiasm. And that's how the future of America became entrusted 
to this soon-to-be soprano. Despite his writhing, Steve says he loves both jobs. But if forced to choose, he says he would have to pick the profession with the fewest intimidating characters. In other words, wrestling. He'd pick wrestling. <laughs> so the Southern Hangman does not intimidate you, but little Johnny Smith does? <laughs> yes. After the end of the match, if anything goes wrong, I'll have to talk to the Southern Hangman's parents afterwards. <laughs> How is that possible? How is it possible that parents didn't riot because this guy is not a the right thing for our kids to look up one to. One of the first things I thought of was he was very open about his professional wrestling and I know I wouldn't I don't think you would either but most parents would be like I don't want this right around my child right. my little child um, but yeah, the guy seems like he's just so sweet and he's so so enthusiastic for both jobs and I can see what he was talking about how it carries over and I just thought that was really sweet because it would kind of be a nothingness story to me if he was a middle school teacher. The fact that he's a kindergarten teacher, yeah. that takes such an extensive level of patience, of, of, of almost having your own childlike sensibility to be able to relate with the kids, and I thought that was really cool. That was really cool. Um, this is a weird way for a couple to meet. Uh, Cindy Gwendert <laughs> and Jerry Tassinelli met each other at a Red Cross donation center. Okay. That's how they met. They're both giving blood. Watch this video. Hey! Mm -hmm. upon us, and this next story is sure to warm your heart. I Fix that audio. <laughs> Connected by their commitment to help save lives, Cindy and Jerry's love story started here at the Red Cross Donation Center in Farmington. And more than a year later, they're writing their next chapter. Mom always said that you should go someplace and do something that you enjoy doing. And you might just meet somebody there. I didn't think it was going to be here. Cindy and Jerry are frequent platelet donors and first connected through the American Red Cross Platelet Donors Facebook group. After exchanging a few messages, they agreed to meet in person. On my best behavior, <laughs> I asked if she'd like to go for coffee at a local uh, diner, and she agreed. And that was our first date. After a lot of laughing and undeniable chemistry, they set up their next date later that night and their third date shortly thereafter. And I think this was the, was the one that was make it or break it for him. Jerry asked Cindy to a picnic at Hamanasset Beach State Park in late November. And he told me later, he says, any woman who agrees to go to the beach in November, that's the woman for me. <laughs> their love continued to grow over platelet, datelets. Oh, they would fuck you! Three no! Over platelet donations for the same time. Hold the video, Val hold Sarnacki, the video. An employee hold of the, the Red video. Cross played <laughs> See, Mike, because they're donating platelets. I'm, and so then... Ang I'm angry at that, but I, I will be very honest with you. If I came up with that, I would go with it right here on Great News. No, you and wouldn't. And be so proud. No, you wouldn't. I, you, you... Can I go down the list of the... It's ridiculous, stupid jokes I've done in front of you, and you just look at me. Uh, can I remind you of Jurassic Parkour? Yes, sure. Uh, there's that. Uh, the Choi Luck Club. Sure. I, don't, I have no problem with stupid pun jokes, but platelet, <sighs> datelet. That made me so mad. Maybe right. it was her delivery. 
I right. think so too. All right, Go let's ahead. roll it. That's Cupid. She used to uh, arrange our donations, even got us in the chairs next to each other. Well, it brought us together. You know? Had, had we not been donors, we would have never met. Cindy and Jerry have close ties to the importance of donating. Cindy is a breast cancer survivor and lost her father to leukemia. Jerry also lost his mother to cancer. And while the Red Cross brought them together, they're making the commitment to stay together. When he, he got down on his knee on the beach a year almost to the day after our third date, uh, I was really surprised because it was a... It was, a pear shape which looks like a blood drop. She just has a zest for life. I don't know, it's because she survived cancer and, and treasures every day. And she's a joy to be with. Yeah. I've never been happier in my entire life. How can you not love somebody who, who just looks at you with so much love in their eyes and thinks you're the greatest thing since sliced bread? I'm Caitlin McGrath, NBC, Connecticut News. I like that he like ran a test by her to see if she would go to the beach in November. Do you think... They went on platelet datelets. Do you think before they went on their first platelet datelet, <laughs> do you think his pickup line was, yeah, you like giving fluids, huh? I'd like to give some fluids to you. Probably not. Because they were giving Probably. blood. I don't see him as being able to pull off that line. Right now I'm giving blood. Right. Later I'll be giving you something else. I don't think that's the guy <laughs> to pull that off. No. I don't think any <laughs> man is the one to pull that off. Um... <laughs> Cool story though, and I love I love that like real life romance. Um, my wife has a problem with how I interact with my friends. Sometimes we all have a problem with that. I'm not talking about the pictures. Oh, okay. I'm talking about how, and I think you'll relate with this. Is that you know, in a lot of circles, guys show affection to each other by shitting on them. Yeah, of course. You roast. Your, I mean, and that's, uh, I remember Jeff Ross, who's largely considered, you know, he's the roast master general. He's, he always talked about it. I, I would never roast someone that I didn't like. I would, yeah, of I, I would, I would feel weird. You know, even if I didn't know the person, I would, I, I like roasting because it, 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 it's actually a feeling of camaraderie. Um, and I do think that's lost on a lot of people. And Wendy's, the, the restaurant chain Wendy's yeah. decided that it was going to start roasting people, including other corporations. Okay. And whenever I hear giant corporations are doing something with a comedic twist on it, I'm always like a failure. Right. Right? Before I even know, I was like, but they went full, they committed and took no prisoners and literally started crapping on anyone that wanted to step up. <laughs> Look at these tweets at Bing. Congrats on being the number one search engine site that comes up when people misspell Google. <laughs> Direct to Bing. Okay. And then they kept going. <laughs> Velveeta wrote, hey, roast us, please, Wendy. How are you verified account when you're not even verified cheese? <laughs> Boom. That's bitch. not bad. Okay. Uh, Coca-Cola. We brought the nice and you bring the spice. Here to support our feisty friend on this National Roast Day. Wendy's responds, time for everybody's favorite made-up social media holiday. It's National Roast Day. Like right now, drop a roast me below and feel the burn, okay? Can I get a cup of water? That's what they wrote to Coca-Cola. Can I get a cup of water? Okay, this one might be our favorite. <laughs> our boss told us if we wanted to drink bubbly water, LaCroix... 
has less carbs, okay? All right. They wrote that to Michelob Ultra. <laughs> Boom, bitch. <laughs> to Toyota. The Toyota Camry of Twitter accounts. Reliable, but no one's really excited about it. <laughs> That's really good, considering it's Wendy's. Wendy's wrote to this poor fellow. I don't know who John Brooks is. What's a redhead got to do to get roasted in here? <laughs> I can't read that, unfortunately. Guess the answer is... Is not own a hairbrush. Because the guy put a picture of himself and his hair's all janky. Yeah, I love it. I'm okay with this. I am they, too. Uno. The game Uno. <laughs> they wrote to Uno, how does it feel knowing your ceiling is indoor recess? <laughs> That's really well done. They're not at all holding back. Like, they're no. shitting on these people. Uh, roast me, this lady says, who looks to be relatively attractive. Did you scream that into your li- live, laugh, love pillow? <laughs> <laughs> See, because she's an Instagram hot chick. <laughs> all right, enough. We've had enough. We'll have up. we had enough? I have right, Okay. Uh, do you have any... Two for one roast for me deals because it's Groupon. Groupon, right? Do you have any two for one roast me deals? For those who don't mind pulling out a QR code on a date on a Tuesday, <laughs> you have Groupon. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, this dude who's just a dude and uh, he's in his beanie and he says, uh, Roast me, please, Wendy's. If a lowered 98 Honda Civic with an aftermarket muffler was a bird sing. <laughs> That is very funny. They wrecked him. And I think, look, you have a massive corporation doing something. I'm sure it's to raise, to elevate awareness of Wendy's and maybe sell more burgers. Good. But does it make us laugh? Happy. Yeah. That was great news. Thank you. I agree. Um, The first of its. What's happening? Yep. Is this your way of saying it's. Oh, Kevin. Kevin, I made a game. What? A game very famous on Loveline. Okay. It is a game called Stinky Pinky. Okay. It was invented by my father and other members of the United States intelligence uh, agencies. Okay. This is a true story. Uh, During the mid-70s, my father was working at the Pentagon. Mm Mm-hmm. And during the Cold War, a lot of people with his clearance and his understanding of uh, computer science... They would sit in these rooms and stare at screens, making sure that the Soviets weren't going to blow us up. Right. So they got bored. Sure. But they had to keep their focus. So they played this game called Stinky Pinky. Yes. It is a game where you throw out clues describing two words that rhyme, but you can't use those words in your clues. So if someone was to say overweight feline. Fat cat. Fat cat. Yeah. Uh, A smelly finger. Stinky Pinky. Sure. That's where the name came. So it became something where people would start to solicit me with these Stinky Pinkies and okay. challenge me. And I am King Pinky. I don't know if you know that. You're you're what? I'm King Pinky. I'm un, I'm practically unbeatable. Um, but also part of the charm of the game is that people fucking suck. <laughs> and people will send in like red car Batman, and you're like, well, what the fuck is that? And they're like. It's marijuana hedge. And you're like, that doesn't even rhyme. What the fuck are we doing here? So overall, it's just a win-win. 
Okay. And it also comes with an amazing theme song. Kevin, I believe Sully, our production guy, is letting us know it's time to play Stinky Pinky. All right. Are you down? I'm down. <clears throat> sure. Now it's time to play Stinky Pinky. It's a word game called Stinky Pinky. Everybody in the world, they love Stinky Pinky. Now it's time to play Stinky Pinky. It's a word game called Stinky Pinky. Everybody in the world, they love Stinky Pinky. <clears throat> All right. That's a beautiful falsetto. Hit me. Let's go. Wet puppy. Soggy doggy. Oh, nice. Boom. Look at Done. you. Boom. Is this a competition? Perspiring monster. Sweaty Yeti. God damn. Boom. 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 <laughs> Convenient convection. I got to be honest. I don't know what a convection is. Like a convection oven? Is that? Am I, I don't know this one. A con uh, easy... Peasy? Uh, what the fuck's a convection? I can't really... I don't know. Okay. Can you... Handy candy. Handy okay. candy. Is it a confection? Didn't say... That's a convection. We object. Is that a thing we can do? Marijuana ticker. Uh, ticker. I'm thinking clock. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hot clock? No. No. It better not be. <laughs> um, someone's getting their head kicked. Um, <laughs> weed ticker. I don't know. Go. Give me. I, I weed feed. Weed oh, ticker. Feed. Okay, ticker. All right. All right. Um, you, you got me. You got me. You got me. Okay. Don't love it. Downward fame. Downward fame. Downward fame. Gradient. Downward. Downward. If it's if gradient is part of the answer, <laughs> I'm going to give you a hundred dollars. <laughs> All right, I give up. <laughs> Viral spiral. Downward? Well, it'd be spiral viral. Downward fame. Spiral vi See, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Spirited primate. Uh, spunky monkey? Yes! Yeah, yeah! Okay, I'm back in. Let's nice. go. One more, one more, one more. Dirigible hustler. So dirigible. that's like a blimp? A dirigible? A blimp pimp! Blimp pimp! Yeah! Kevin, well done! <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> Sesh, uh, please give us your sneaky pinkies via at the Kevin Ryder or at Mike Catherwood, and uh, we may include them. But don't the be next... bad. Uh, I don't be bad. Being bad's okay. Yeah. If... Uh, I don't know. You were yelling at them a couple times. I like the bad, though, because sometimes I have to get into the head of people who... I was like, you understand how to play the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, how did Batman Ferrari come... How is that... <laughs> I need to... <laughs> All right. Um, here's my story out of South Bay. It's a first-of-its-kind playground for wheelchair users. That's wheelchair... It's specifically for... It, it's for both. People in... Okay. It's for both. That's awesome. I'm not positive why this happened, but some vandals burned down a play structure. <laughs> like what? Dude. What? You can't have a problem with a play structure, Dude. right? If you're those people, that's what I'm saying. Take a good long look in the mirror. If you're burning down playgrounds, right? What? Like, what? And how do you 
burned down a playground. I, I sincerely hope that was some weird accident. Like they were taking bong loads and they had like a blowtorch or they're smoking meth with a torch. And like, oh, no, man, we really on fire. Oh, we got to get out of here. Because if you're purposely like, look at this place for children to have joy. Yes, exactly. I must tear it down. Exactly. Then we, we need to lock you up now. Look at that. Poor, that's what happened. Crazy, creepy kid with matches. <laughs> the cutest kid ever. She's like, hey, look at I like to burn. It happened uh, September 20, uh, 2020, so last year. And on Thursday morning, they opened this new playground yeah. that is also for kids that are in wheelchairs. That's awesome. Which is an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. Um, I think playground was unveiled today in Chula Vista. It was rebuilt after it was torched by an arsonist and Fox Lives yeah. Ashley Jacobs is live for us tonight at Veterans Park with what makes this new play space unique. Ashley. Hey, Andrew, nice to see you. There are more than 60 parks in Chula Vista, and now this park, Veterans Park, is home to one of the most unique play structures you will ever see because it is knocking down barriers for kids with disabilities, particularly those in wheelchairs. <laughs> Chula Vista Mayor Mary Salas laughs with joy as kids check out the new play structure at Veterans Park. When you get up there, you feel like you're closer to the ground because that platform. But when you're like up there, halfway to the top, you feel like you're on a skyscraper. While these kids are standing just 10 feet above the ground, they're making history, playing on the country's first inclusive net climber. And the main key that makes this work is your transfer platform here. This ADA-approved platform makes it possible for children to climb out of their wheelchairs and into a new world of fun. We're so proud to have had the opportunity to get this equipment that is for children of all abilities, right? And so there's no kid that's going to be left behind. This $100 play structure is the positive outcome of a story that started badly. Last September, vandals lit the original play structure on fire, destroying a park so many children loved. But with insurance money and a half cent sales tax, city leaders replaced it with something better. Each piece thoughtfully put in place, this flexible surface is inviting for children who can't use their legs. You're supposed to push your body and you move up to the next level. So it's a slip resistant texture. A small touch making a world of difference. You can kind of see here the opportunities to play on the structure are limitless. How about, about that? that? Pause. <clears throat> okay. There is, for those of you who are not watching on YouTube, there is an advertisement in the bottom left hand corner. A sponsor. For coming Chevrolet, and it's not C O M I. Why isn't it C U M M I N G Chevrolet? I'm sure it's like Alan Cumming. I'm sure it's the guy. But don't you go. We can't name. Right. I'm not going to name it that because who, dude, who named that? Arnold. Ah, coming. Ah, coming Chevy. I buy my truck at coming. Ah. I mean C O M E. I-N-G, maybe? Or, or come in. If your yes. name's coming, you go, I'm going to name my dealership. Come in, Chevrolet. Yes. Come yes. by, Chevrolet. Yes. Because that spelling, um, unless it's a person's name, is only for one thing. And I understand most of you are thinking, well, your head has to go. You're, you're a dirty guy. No, no, no. Most everyone of an adult age reads that and goes, is it called coming, Chevrolet? 
<laughs> is it C U M M I N G Chevrolet? <laughs> maybe it maybe it works out for them. Maybe people are like, I want to go to Cumming Chevrolet. Is that, is that fringe benefit of buying a <laughs> I don't garden? think I would. All right. Is well, this car clean? I don't want to take away from that actually beautiful That's a beautiful story. story. Yeah. And except for the vandals. Did they catch the arsonists? Because what? What? Yeah, I agree. If you have no hands, Kevin, you didn't have hands. Right. What would be one of the major sports where you'd think, eh, probably not for me? Baseball. Baseball for sure. I would imagine football, basketball. unless you're football. like a kicker. Yeah, of course. A kicker, yeah. Yeah, sure. But uh, basketball, baseball, football. Anything that has a ball. Write those off yeah. and go, I'm going to make it at soccer. Yeah. Not this kid. Not this kid. Check it out. This is inspiring. This is beautiful. Every week, he set himself up for disappointment. Every week, 14-year-old Jamarian Styles came to this community center in Boca Raton, Florida, hoping to play basketball with the other kids. And every week, he was rejected. They'll start picking teams, and I would be the only one left out. And then they'll just tell me, just go home and stuff. You can break someone's heart like that. As we first reported last year, the problem was obvious to everyone but Jamarion. He lost his hands and most of his arms as an infant due to a rare bacterial infection. But he insisted that was no reason to give up his hoop dreams. What about soccer? Have you heard of that sport? Yeah, you would think that I would be good at soccer. I'm really not. I'm horrible. <laughs> Which is why, first day of eighth grade here at Eagles Landing Middle School, Jamarion took his case to basketball coach Darian Williams. Yeah. Said he wanted to be on the team. I said, all great, well, just make sure you try out. But you say, okay, great, but what are you really thinking? <laughs> this man has no arms. Yeah. How is he going to play basketball? But, man, he told me, Mr. Williams, I've never been on a team before. Even if I don't play, I just want to be on the team. And how could I say no to that? And that's how the Eagles got their first armless basketball player. Jamarian, number two there, quickly earned a reputation as the hardest worker on the squad. He was usually the first one in the gym usually the last one to leave. Still, he sat on the bench most of the season. Try one more. Until one day, the coach put him in the game with about six minutes left. And when he eventually got the ball on the far side of the court, everyone yelled, shoot it! So he did, and sank a three-pointer. And if you didn't quite see that, don't worry, because shortly after, he got the ball again, this time on the near side, for another three-pointer. At the buzzer. Draining. Wow. Jamarian Styles, the kid no one would pick, was now everyone's hero. That's what Since I'm talking about. Since that story first aired, Jamarian went on to play freshman basketball, still number two there, and has every intention of making varsity one day. But here's the best part. After hitting those threes, Jamarian can now play all he wants at the community center. He's picked all the time. Really, the only thing he won't play is the victim. If I could wave a magic wand right now and give you hold up, your hold arms up right back. there, hold up right there. Does that reporter know he's on TV? <laughs> Honestly, like look at him. Well, how? Why? How do you? How do you look that bad? How do you do that? Like you would have to sit there and look in the mirror and make it that bad. I don't think 
he looks bad. You it's have the, brought in a lot of it's the this hair. reporter. It's the hair. It's the hair. It's the hair. It's I not, know it's the hair. I just and okay. Better question is: Look, plenty of guys, especially ambitious guys uh, in in, in um, academic fields, you know, and maybe he's a, like a real journalist. Maybe, uh, but he's he, on TV. He's, good. he's, he's good. a journalist he's good on at what TV. He does. He's good yes. at what he does. But my point is, is like a lot of guys in lines of work where they are very committed don't care about their appearance. How is a television station going? Like, uh, they definitely have hair and makeup. Yeah, they, they have that at, at CBS. And he's like, I'm good. Yeah. No, you're or, not. Someone there is a dick and hates him, <laughs> right? No, but he has to like it because he always looks like that. So if he didn't like it, he could change it. He likes it looking like that, like old Ellen. <laughs> Look at him. I mean, that's just awful. <laughs> All right. Do I, I don't mean. I don't need him. Old you Ellen. don't need him? No. Who needs hands when you've got this kind of touch? Steve Hartman on the road. In Boca Raton, Florida. we might need to get Hartman on Zoom. I don't, I don't mean to undercut that story because that story was amazing. Yeah, a kid with no hands is playing basketball. That's and, crazy. And continuing to, yes, you know, I, I do. I think it's beautiful. Um, but maybe, possibly, we could talk to the gentleman, to Steve Hartman. Yeah, because he's good. He's good at what he does. I'm in, and he's the positive story guy. So he's kind of in our. Milieu. I'm in. All right. But, okay, I'm in. Uh, real quick before we go, Kevin. No, I, think I have a quick one for you. I wish, I wish we weren't out of time. This is... Uh, Do not pick up your phone. This is... Wow, this another is... We're so late right now. We apologize. Another rendition of... We have to go. Kevin looks at Mike's phone. And I'll just say... I don't like this game. How about some breakfast? <sighs> oh. Look at again. Come on. And look, wait, wait. Then she's gonna she, Come on. See, man. Someone else is gonna eat it. Is this good news? Someone else is gonna eat it. Is look, that great so news? It's breakfast. Wait, wait, wait. You wanna see the best part? No! When, when no, the, I don't want to see the best well, part. It's a series, Kevin. You have to see the final this is when she If was, you uh this, if you like this is when the she was podcast, done. go ahead and su- subscribe. She clean up after she clean up she clean up after breakfast. We've fallen so far from the kid with no hands playing basketball, which was 30 seconds ago. It's not my fault. It's coming Chevrolet. Outro! You know what I'm talking about, bro! Yeah! If you're gonna buy a Chevy, go to Cumming Chevrolet! They're the only one in town who can play! Woo! <laughs> Thought I'd give him some positive press. Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice.